0: to the Empowering the Future of Work podcast from InTech Ideas. The world of work has changed dramatically for companies and their team members. It's almost like someone hit the fast forward button, creating a new normal for work. The challenges we're encountering are endless, but there is a better way. This podcast focuses on tips, tricks, and topics to help you to excel in this new normal. We'd love for you to join us after the show when we host discussions about each topic on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now, let's get started.
1: Hi, and welcome to Empowering the Future of Work podcast. No, this is not Skip Marshall. My name is Maria Vanessa from Intech Ideas, and I'll be your host for today. I am excited to have a very special person for this episode. Um, Her name is Tiffany Ellis from Pods and PR and The Virtual Connection. Please welcome her. Hi, Tiffany. Hey, Maria, Vanessa, how are you today? I am so happy to have you on and so glad to be hosting it to get to have a wonderful conversation with you and um, get to have you talk a little bit about yourself and about what you're doing. So please tell the people who you are Um, what is pods and PR and how did that become the virtual connection?
2: Okay. Um, that's a lot to unpack, but I can say that I am Tiffany Ellis. I am originally a Miami native and, um, I've lived quite a number of places for career (laughs) reasons, obviously. Um, Let's see, I graduated from Florida A&M University and I've spent most of my professional career as a leader in the property and casualty insurance industry. So um, claims is my world and I loved it very, very, very much for about 13 years until I decided to um, first build POS and PR and then transition into operations. So I'm still leading, of course, but just in a different um work environment now, you know, still leading. It's, it's sort of like claims, you know, because operations is moving boxes from one place to the next and claims is moving claims from one place to the next and from, you know, start to finish. Um, what is pods and PR? So pods and PR, uh, the easiest way to describe it is it's like a book club, but with podcasts. And we always, that's our tagline. Um, and basically you think of your traditional book club, where folks get together, they read a book, and they talk about it. Well, we get together, and because we seem to attract millennial women, um, we talk about podcasts instead, right? So um, listen to a featured podcast, different ones each uh, time, and then we have conversations, thought-provoking conversations about it. And you okay. ask, you ask, what is the virtual connection? The virtual connection is um, the COVID edition of Pods and PR, because um, Pods and PR used to be... An in-person traveling platform, and it still will be that once the world is, you know, back to normal. But um, when COVID nineteen uh, came on the scene, it changed things for a lot of people, and we decided that uh, we didn't want to lose the connection we had with our community, and because we had become such a resource and such. Um, a space for women to just connect and get their healing. We decided we could not take that from people, especially during a time of a pandemic, right? So we decided to make it a virtual platform and, and still meet with our community virtually.
1: That's great. So what gave you this awesome idea of creating a book club for podcasts? How did that come about?
2: Um, a, a few different reasons. I think the first, the first part of it was I realized when I was working, this was uh, my last corporate job before I took a, a, a corporate sabbatical and, and kind of did the entrepreneur thing for a while. Um, All but right. my last corporate job, I was a training director and I remember having to, um, get some of our, uh, claims adjusters to take training classes and they just never had the time to pull away from their desk and come into the classroom and actually learn, right? So um, me and my training team put our thinking caps on and I said, how can we engage our staff and teach them um, in a way that would appeal to uh, their liking and obviously to still transfer the information appropriately? And um, we created a quote-unquote podcast. I mean, it wasn't really called a podcast, but it was essentially a podcast. Um, And we would host our training modules and keep them under 30 minutes. And then we'd issue like pop quizzes afterwards. And it proved to be really effective. So that was like the first sign to me that podcasts were a way to teach people. Um, And then after I stopped working in corporate, I just missed people. I miss leading. I missed um, teaching and the connection. And I was at home in Texas and I wasn't from Texas and I wanted to have community there. So, um, you know, I put both of those desires together, the, de- the desire to have community and teach, and then the desire to, um, connect with other women. And I said, well, you know what, if I could put together this, this event where we could listen to podcasts, cause they were a thing for me, a, a heavy thing for me. And I learned so much from them. And if I could listen to podcasts with people and we could talk about it, this would be really, really cool. And so I beta tested it. Um, AKA, I was afraid to kind of release it to the public. So I call it a beta test, but really it was me just being afraid to um, step out there. And I um, had met about eight people at that time and I had eight girlfriends who were gracious enough to spend their Saturdays with me, uh, piloting this idea, um, eating food and talking about Oprah Super Soul conversations, <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> because you can't that. go wrong with Oprah, right? Um, <laughs> and so we, um, yeah, you know, we listened to Oprah a few times, and we we met, and it ended up going very well. And then one of my friends said, "You should release this to, to other people, basically." And um, I released it to the public, and it just took off. So yeah.
1: I uh, remember when you first told me about it, I was like, I got to listen to this. And you could definitely hear in the first few episodes you trying to be comfortable with it, which obviously I can relate to. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know how nervous I was about hosting today. But I think that this is great um, to kind of show your vulnerability out to other people. And I think um, part of the pandemic has made that a normal now, inside and outside of work environments to, it's okay to be more vulnerable and show people, um, you know, that you're going through stuff. Everybody's going through something. And I know you're a big mental health advocate and that has come into play um, with Pods NPR and, and the virtual connection. Now, in the virtual connection, um, you have a lovely lady who <laughs> is a certified therapist. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about her?
2: Yeah, so it's funny um, the the backstory to um, Shantae and I, who is known as the homegirl therapist, is when I moved to Texas, my son was having a difficult time with the transition. So I I had actually found her online at first, and I reached out to her to see if she would you know, uh, take my son as a client. And she was like, well, I don't really I don't talk to kids, but you know, she's like, <laughs> I have someone in my practice who, um, might be able to assist you. And I was like, okay. But I had connected with her, like just her platform and seeing her online. So then like two weeks later, I go to this event and it's like some random event I found on, um, Eventbrite. And, um, I hear her voice and I'm like, that's the therapist girl that I, you know, so then I'm like, hey, I messaged you. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, like, what's up? And so we end up talking, <laughs> we end up having a conversation that day. And then um, we built a relationship. And when I opened Pods and PR to the public for the first time, she attended. And it wasn't even like I had asked her to be a therapist there. I just put the tickets out there and I was like, Hey, you might enjoy this. And when she came, this wonderful thing happened where it was like, I didn't expect the conversation to get as deep as it did so quickly. And it got really deep, really quick. And I was like, Whoa, like this is above my pay grade. And then she just kind of jumped in. (laughs) She jumped in and she was like, okay, so let's unpack this. And she just, it was very organic. Mm -hmm. And so um, then I held a second one in Atlanta, same thing happened, but I actually invited her out this time. And so when she came to Atlanta, Um, It was like a tag team kind of thing where I did my part and she just organically did her part and we just worked well together. And it was almost like we had planned to be, you know, a thing and it wasn't really the plan initially, but I realized it was the responsible thing to do because whenever you start talking about any kind of traumatic experiences or any kind of healing or any um, pain, it is possible that people are not prepared to deal with it. And if they are prepared, it might evoke an emotional response. And while I am, I consider myself very emotionally intelligent and now I'm a certified life coach, but um, <laughs> but beyond that, I know that there is a therapeutic aspect of, of the conversation that I just can't speak to. And so I asked her like, hey, you know, this is, this is really working with you and I and the women in the community really love you. And they don't feel like they're being therapized and that's the word we <laughs> use, but they don't feel like they're talking to a therapist when they talk to you. And so I would love for you to join the team. And she was like, I'm all for it. And so we just became a dynamic duo.
1: Yeah, no, that is great when you have a relationship like that, that you didn't plan, but it just works out perfectly. And it seems like it was well planned. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows the the great connection you guys clicked on instantly. And um, I have met her virtually and she is definitely um, the coolest therapist um, I've ever met, at least. And, you know, she knows her stuff and she's been very helpful in the virtual connections. Um, Like you said, um, unpacking that emotional and, um, you know, could be a traumatic event for some people, Um, you know, reading books, hearing podcasts, um, anything that you interact with, um, could have some sort of event or some sort of message that does hit home for you. And obviously it'll hit everybody differently. Um, and seeing those conversations on how different people interpret what they hear at the podcast and how um, they feel about it has been interesting um, being part of several of the virtual connections myself. So how have you seen that it? Like evolve, I guess, with your community, and now that you have multiple communities in different states coming together mm-hmm. for the virtual connection,
2: mm-hmm. you have
1: people in Texas, Atlanta, um, Miami, Florida, T- Miami
2: Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, it's growing. Um, you know, the funny thing is exactly what you said is what I appreciate most about it, and it's it's the the beautiful part about learning. It's like I could read a book. And I might understand what the author was trying to say, but I might take a totally different like mindset about what, you know, the story, right. um, same goes with a podcast. So I could listen to a podcast and really I'm starting to believe that, like, based on the lens that you see life at the moment, is what you get from the message, right? So, I could hear the same message 10 years ago, and I was a totally different person. I saw the world differently, and I'm going to get a different message from the conversation. And when I'm on the call with the women, I love how I get to see where each person is in life based on how they respond to um, the message and the podcast. And then, um, in terms of growth, what happened for us was, you know, When we first started, there were people who came on the platform and they were not healed at all, hadn't even started their healing journeys, and they hadn't even began to recognize that they had encountered trauma. And so some of the conversations would be, um, they would kind of go... How can I explain it? Like they would kind of go longer than they should have because people didn't have the emotional intelligence to read the room and know, okay, like this is a me and a therapist conversation and not a me and everybody else conversation. Or they might unpack more than they should have, or they might be very reactive to a comment someone else made. That's when it first started, you know? And then over the course of time, this beautiful thing happens where you start to see people understand, okay, I have the right to have my feelings and they have their feelings and we can respectfully disagree. Or, um, you know, right. I can, I can speak to this thing, but when I realize it's become too much for me, I can pull back. And you start to see the conversations just grow and people get more clear about their point. And it's not, they just evolved. That's the best way to say it. And you can see evolution. You can see growth when it happens. And so I think the last time you might've been on the call when Shantae and I were just like, we don't even need to say anything like, I mean, we don't need to probe because I will ask open-ended questions to get people to kind of, you know, talk about stuff. You all ran the show and it's because yeah. you, you had evolved to a place where now you got it and it made sense. And so for me, it was like a, a happy mom moment. Cause it's like, we do all of this for our healing and for our growth. And I saw it so clear, um, those last few conversations.
1: For sure. You definitely, um, talking about the the growth, you definitely have seen, I guess the uh, emotional intelligence uh, growth in in a lot of the the women in your community, especially when you do it, um, you were doing it about every week and then every other week to kind of give women some time. You know, we are busy women uh, with or without a pandemic. Um, So I think that was really helpful to give them time to, you know, listen and digest the podcast. And I did notice that many of the women, including myself, would take notes. Like really digest <laughs> the the podcast and just be like this one part right here.
2: Deep
1: really <laughs> to me, you know. And um, I I do agree with you. In the last, I think last couple of calls, mm-hmm. um, you ladies were calling them um, uh, dropping gems when some ladies would just take over the the call and just be dropping these truth bombs, and everybody was you know feeling it and and agreeing, and it was just amazing to see that. Connection and that um, bonding through a podcast that you, you know, someone just found and said, Hey, this would be a good topic for us to talk about. And um, the topics that you have covered have um, ranged. I'll do touch a little bit on some sort of. Um, mental health or self-care, which has been amazing. And um, speaking of mental health and self-care, about, I want to say two weeks ago, you made an announcement on Instagram (laughs) Live that you yourself will be taking a health break, both mental and physical, from doing um, any sort of events, at least for the rest of the year, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any, us, any calls or any of that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell us how
1: hard was that decision for you and what made you take that step?
2: Um. <laughs>
1: Let's <laughs> unbox the entire box here. Let's unpack.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of reasons why I made the decision. So um, how hard was it? It was a very difficult decision because um, my community, especially now because I can't travel, is virtual. And we connect via Instagram, via LinkedIn. I was just starting to um, rebrand and rebuild my presence on um, LinkedIn as well, and you know, starting the YouTube thing, and we were just very big on social media. And so, um, making a decision to pull back for ninety days is big because for algorithm sake and all kinds of stuff, like you're going to have to pay the the price for not being um, present. On. Yeah, you know, and so that was hard for me because I was starting to see growth. The page was starting to grow. We were attracting new people. Um, but I always talk about showing up like happy, whole and healthy. Like that's my thing, um, no matter where I am and over the, between COVID 19, um, the loss of my 28 year old brother, suddenly, um, the relocation to Atlanta from Tampa, starting a new job in a completely different career field and leading quite a number of people. And then still trying to manage the platform and working overnight. I was literally and lying. mother of two <laughs> and mother of two and wife. And wife. Um, <laughs> I was literally um just at my That's tipping point. Yeah, I was at my yeah. tipping point and um I have my therapy appointments every Friday virtually and I was talking to my therapist and I was saying to him, you know, right now just trying to learn my role at Amazon It's taking like 100% of me. And so if that's taking 100% of me, then what percentage am I giving to the women who are relying on me for the other stuff? And I noticed it when I started to um, drag, when it was time to create my PowerPoint presentations and when I was like lacking energy Fridays when it was time for the calls and when I stopped putting on makeup on Thursdays when it was time for the, you know, it was like, I noticed I was starting to slip and that's just not who I am. So I said, let me dedicate Um, the next 90 days to just getting still so I could hear my own voice uh, a little louder than some of the other voices I was hearing, and so that I could really um, build proficiency in my role. Because once I build proficiency, then I can be of service to the people I lead at my job, and it will not require as much effort mentally and physically, and then I will have capacity to take on the other things. But I just wasn't willing to come up and show up as a diminished version of myself for the community. So.
1: And I respect that. And I think that is um, very brave of you because it is, you know, like you said, it's hard to have that disconnect in social media when you are a social media person. Um, Like you said, everything, pretty much you were on all social media platforms and YouTube and um, cutting that out for a few months is very difficult. But if you're not giving your all into this, You know, it's not, maybe it's not coming up to the level that you wanted it to be. And I know, um, I, from the little time I've known you, I know you love to help, uh, the ladies in your community as much as you can. And if you're not able to be there for them, it kind of hurts you, but you do have to be there for yourself first, um. What's that saying? You can't pour from an empty glass. So Mm -hmm. uh, fill yourself up first, take care of yourself. And I know that when you come back, you know, next year, whenever you do, it's going to be that much stronger. And I wouldn't say um, you'd have to worry too much about social media. I know the algorithms are all out of whack for some people, but I think that once you make that first post, you have such a great Community that supports you that everybody that will see it will be like, oh, snap, she's back on, let's go, <laughs> repost, share, like, they, I've seen how much um, these ladies, you know, repost and share um, you and Shantae's um, content, you know, before the The, so what had happened was live (laughs) on Instagram or the virtual connections. Um, they support what you ladies do and what you ladies are about. And I have no doubt that when you come back, it's going to be just as good. And just, they'll go just as hard for you as you have gone for them. So I'm really excited for that. I hope that this break helps you. Um, I know, You know, between moving to a new place and your family and job and everything, it's been a lot. Um, And I just wish you the best. And I want to thank you for coming on, empowering the future of work with me and helping me do my first recording (laughs) episode. I love that it was with you because you are such a lovely person to talk to. And um, for those of you who would like to know more about Tiffany Ellis... Pods and PR or the virtual connection, we will post that information underneath. Uh, Don't be shy. You can still check them out, follow them. And, you know, maybe there won't be a few posts for a while, but now you'll have them on your follow list and they'll be there when they come back. So thank you again and have a wonderful day, everybody. And thank you, Tiffany, once again.
2: Thank you, Marie Vanessa. I really enjoyed it.
0: Me too. Thanks for joining us today on the Empowering the Future of Work podcast. Don't worry if you think you've missed something. We include everything in the show notes. You can also participate in the conversation by heading over to intechideas.com and clicking on the podcast link. You'll find information on each podcast plus links to our social media channels to continue the discussion. Finally, make sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Until next time.